0: Everyone, it's Robin Openshaw. Welcome back to the Vibe Show. So we're safely here in Florida, and we weren't here an entire week before there was a freedom rally here in uh, in the central coast of Florida, and we went to it. And almost the first person we met was a super interesting dude by the name of Pastor Casper. His his real name is Casper McLeod, and he was there as a good friend of dr carrie madeh now if you look up dr carrie madeh and i'm interviewing her too um, later this week Midday is spelled m-a-d-e-j and whatever she does i guarantee you it's going to get banned in a matter of days she's had to leave the united states under threat because she's been so brave in speaking up about vaccines but um pastor casper was a good friend of hers and they were there together and I recognized her from her videos and I knew that she was going to speaker there and it's one of the reasons that John and I drove an hour away to go to this um this uh meeting but Pastor Casper is like one of the most multi-talented people you could ever meet he's a guitarist he's a singer he's a songwriter he paints portraits He is an equestrian, he rides horses, he's an ordained Christian minister, and he's a best-selling author of five books. And so he was the only Christian invited to perform at the 50th anniversary celebration of Woodstock in 2019. He's not quite old enough to have actually performed at Woodstock, but he he has just an amazing dossier, Um, He's played with some of the greatest of the great in the rock and roll world, but he's also um, a Christian minister. And so today we're going to get into, we touch a little bit on the books that he's written. He considers the Bible to be the ultimate guide of the supernatural, which is pretty interesting, but he's way deep into what's really going on um, in 2020 with the whole pandemic and we just go wherever the conversation leads us. I think you're going to really enjoy this with Pastor Casper.
1: Ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw.
0: So welcome to the Vibe Show, Pastor Casper.
1: It's a delight to be with you here, Robin.
0: Well, it was really fun to meet you a couple of weeks ago. Um, my husband and I had been in uh, Florida for less than a week when we went to that event. And it's very different than the freedom rallies and protests that we've done in Utah, which I've been literally doing them for eight months now, because it was in like a, like a bar, like I said, a pool and a bar. And I was like, wow, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. But I saw you with who I immediately recognized as Dr. Carrie Madej because I'd seen her videos and um, she's really educated uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, probably millions of people about the really draconian agenda with vaccines. But she, and, and so you were with her and I said to my husband, I'm like, that guy looks like an 80s rocker. Mm. And then we walked over and talked to you and it turns out you're an 80s rocker.
1: Well, you know, technically, I'm probably more of a 70s rocker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're still rocking, right?
1: i still rocking, yeah. Yeah, I'm still yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I'm still actually we've got a new album coming out. We just had a new album coming out called Game Changers. And just when it came out, the world went into a literal game changer. So, um, yeah, I've done some work with Tommy James and the Shondells, a good friend of mine. And, um and his producer started working with me. We've got another record coming out like any day now called Black Swan, like in Black Swan Operation. Uh, I'm really excited about this one as well. And uh love the, the lineup in the band. We've got a fantastic band together with Renee Trucks and Carlos Messiaid and Donovan Lupin So we're really rocking them out.
0: I don't know that I've ever... I mean, I think a lot of times singers have a lot of different talents. I don't know why that is, but... I don't even know where to start with you. You're, you're a virtuoso guitarist, singer, songwriter, portrait artist, equestrian, ordained minister, and best-selling author of five books. I mean, that is that is covering a lot of ground. Uh, what What's calling you the most right now? I mean, a lot of people are, you know, about your age. They're like, oh, I just, you know, I want to retire and put my feet up and, and spend a lot of time with the clicker in front of the TV. And you're just you 're just getting started it looks like what's your what's calling you right now
1: well first of all I um, from a biblical perspective you know Moses was like 80 when he got started and he went to 120 his eyes <laughs> so um there, there's no retirement plan anywhere I can find in, in, in the uh, holy guidebook to the supernatural um, other people call that the Bible so I uh, there's no point in retiring I'm, I I'm, I'm just loving you know the things I'm, I'm getting to do right now I've um, been playing you know music and bands most of my life and doing art and, and then I ended up getting called in, into the ministry and um, you know just it's, it's fantastic getting opportunities to help people and see them getting their lives restored we've seen some extraordinary things happen um, for example I was back in England um, a couple of years ago to do some concerts and I ended up preaching in a church one night I was you know good-sized crowd there. I just figured there was people that were probably, you know, had some health issues. So I'm praying at the end. I was teaching on John 12, 14, this and greater thing shall you do in, in God's name, Jesus' name. And um, I thought, well, you can't do anything greater than what he did. You can't die for the sins of the world, but if you just do what he said, something ought to happen. So at the end, I just prayed, you know, for deaf ears to open blind eyes to see uh, disease to disappear. Um, I've written books on epigenetics, so you know I explained a lot of that sort of thing um, before I, I prayed. And amazingly, a lady that had been deaf for 20 years, instantly her ears popped open. And uh, it was really dramatic. So um, not the sort of stuff that happened, especially that was an Anglican church. Um, so it took them all by surprise.
0: A, so lady, it, a lady who had been dead for 20 years, what now?
1: No, no she was deaf oh gotcha dead, gotcha dead for 20 years yeah if she'd been dead for 20 years that would have really been extraordinary
0: i know i was like this oh this is like going to be a miracle story but that that one's um well,
1: you know, it, her, her family came up the daughter had said "Well, wow, this is the first time my mother's ever heard my voice she was about 20 um but yeah there's, there are stories of you know people being um raised from the dead um a lot of new death experiences and, and physicians are writing about it um, there's a lot of you know a lot of content here to understand. I mean, one of the main things is like you know we got like carbon twelve. It's the most abundant element in in the multiverse here, and um, carbon twelve is one of the five elements of your DNA is made up of. So in other words, carbon twelve is 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 uh, crucial to our existence. So we got like six protons, six neutrons, six electrons, and in the in the holy guidebook to the supernatural. It tells us in places like Ephesians 6 2, you know, that he's raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in, in Christ Jesus. So there's these um, couple of uh, physicists that um, were awarded um, for quantum physics. Um, it was Dr. Hosh and Dr. Weinlin. A couple of years ago, they, they got um, Nobel Prizes um, for proving um, quantum mechanics, where the, one put a single atom into a box with a hit it with a proton and lied the other guy did the opposite independently they came to the same conclusions so you know i got the thinking one day so if a proton could do this and be you know in two places at one time an electron can do this it stands to reason then even a moron can do it
0: yeah okay so there's a lot going on here that i I want (laughs) to i want to understand here like you you've twice now, called the Bible, the holy guidebook to the supernatural. And that reminds me of that you have a show that sounds really similar to that. And I didn't even include in your dossier that you're an epigenetics expert, that you talk a lot about that. That's like a whole other realm. You've touched on that you healed a deaf woman. Talk about any of that and how that goes together, especially like the holy guidebook to the supernatural. How'd you you, um, focus in on that aspect of the Bible?
1: Uh, well, I, I received my own kind of miraculous healing at one point around 2001, and I realized that God was still operating miracles and uh, it never passed away like anything else. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, but I think a good example would be um, in, in my rock and roll world, um, there's a guy named Hubie Sin, um, was a mutual friend of ours who built me a guitar um, amplifier that became like the Ark of the Covenant for amplifiers. It's actually written up in the, in the who's who of amplification. So I ended up meeting QB, and he asked me to minister to his wife one time. I never met his wife. They're thousands of miles away from me. But he called me up and asked me if I would you know, pray for his wife because she had had gestational diabetes. And so um, we're talking, and I... I I just asked her a couple of questions. I mean, I only talked to her for like two minutes, less than two minutes, and I realized what was going on. I, I asked her if she had a broken relationship with her earthly dad, but well, she was Asian. And she said, yeah, my, my father gave me away because I was female. I'm thinking like, well, that's where the diabetes is coming in from. I mean, I've been studying a long time. And so um, I, she was a good Christian woman. She sang in Sunday school, you know, taught Sunday school, sang the choir. Um, so I spent about an hour and I showed her, you know, different verses in, in, in the Bible, our holy guidebook, to the supernatural, as I prefer to call it. And I remember asking her, like, when 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 God spoke audibly, what did he say? When, when I ask people that, they never, normally they don't know the answer. But when God spoke audibly in the Holy Scriptures, he said, This is my my son in whom I'm well pleased. So if you're engrafted in and you're a child of God, then he's saying that about you. This is my beloved daughter and my beloved son. So um, I asked her to get her husband back, put me on you know, speakerphone, I said, look, um, I'm thousands of miles away, so the only thing I haven't really figured out how to do as a minister over the phone is water baptize somebody, but you know, with the technology coming, we might be able to do that one day. Um, so I, I basically said to her, can you forgive your earthly father for what he did, giving you away? Um, Matthew 18, the Lord says, you know, if you don't forgive others, He cannot forgive you. So she was willing to do that. And I said, good. So let me, you know, minister to you directly to your spirit. Um, you know, God and I will do the rest. So I asked her husband. I said, just hold your hold your wife. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. Just hold on to it. And so I, I said to her, something defective. You know, I'm going to fill in and say the things that your father should have said. But I said. Um, you know, you're, I'm, I'm glad you're born. I love you and you're a good daughter. Well, that just opened up the floodgates of, you know, every emotion she had. And she's just, you know, just weeping for, for like 20 minutes. Um, the next day, I got an email from them with the doctor's report that the diabetes vanished out of, the, they went to the doctors and then and it was gone, no more diabetes. Wow.
0: And so she was a oh. uh, preg- pregnant mother then?
1: Yeah, she was, yeah, gestational diabetes can, you know, go away after giving birth, but never during a pregnancy. And that's very unlikely, you know, to have happened. So that's pretty miraculous. That, that is actually written in a book called The Wandering Prophet. Um, Hubie, um, the, the, he operates in a prophetic gift. He told um, a guy named Rabbi Jonathan Kahn to write a book called The Harbinger, which became a, a, a number one bestseller as well. So I mean, there's there's a lot of those kind of stories, you know, but um, so
0: we regular people think of um folks who are in the rock and roll world as sort of having this decadent lifestyle. and we think of like tour buses and a lot of marijuana and a lot of drinking and a lot of women and whatever. did Did you come by your Christianity? Do you have your Do you have a Christian story to tell us, or conversion story, or have you always been deeply religious? What What's that story?
1: No, I I wasn't always deeply religious, and I um I didn't grow up in a deeply religious environment at all. Um, if anything, I grew up around a bunch of atheists. Uh, so I was you know, I was befriended by um a, another musician named Phil Keggy. Who's um, a you know, fabulous guitarist, singer, songwriter himself, and uh, he started sharing with me on about that time, and I wrote about this in one of my books called um, *The Shroud: uh, the Spiritual Encounters with the Shroud of, of Turin*. It's actually just called *Spiritual Encounters with the Shroud*. It's The second book I wrote on it. My editor is actually one of the scientists that um, examined the shroud, Barry Schwartz, who. Um, was the photographer that uh, worked on the shroud in the seventies with that team, and um, so I was studying that about the same time. My friend Phil was telling me about you know Jesus being real, and and I suddenly realised that the, the evidence was absolutely overwhelming that he was. In fact, I think I'm, I have the only book on the shroud at, at the moment that that actually talks about um, um, DNA. I had a I had a friend of mine that said. Uh, if we could ever prove the DNA you know, on, on the Shroud, it was a physician friend of mine named Terry. And she said, well, you know, that would prove it. That so would settle the debate. And, um, you know, a lot of times information just moves so close, it slowly like, um, you know, like this whole pandemic thing. I mean, it's like basically they marketed the common cold and then they shut down the entire world over it. You know, and my friend Dr. Kerry Midei certainly is um, able to explain it in great detail. So in the gospel accounts, um, with this virgin birth, which is you know really vital. We've got um, a lot of fraudulent um, versions of Christianity today. But um, without the virgin birth, the whole thing would collapse. And so if Jesus' DNA you know, um, makeup would have no Y chromosome because after all, he didn't have a human father. Um, so he'd have two X chromosomes. And so I, I wrote about in in uh, this was a book I did. Um, from an interview I did with my friend, Dr. Ale Marzuli, We've done, done a number of expeditions together, a staff writer for his magazine, Politics, Prophecy, and the Supernatural. Um, so we turned this into a book. Um, so the DNA sample, there's also this Sudarium, Olivia, which is the handkerchief that covered Jesus' face when they took him off the cross. Um, they both have the same you know, stuff on it. Um, so since Jesus was born fully male, that would mean he would have a SRY gene. And when the researchers were you know, checking this, um, instead of finding that SRY gene uh, being in the, in the Y chromosome, they found it in a location that normally you would find it because, again, you know, uh, it was in the X chromosome positive from Mary's mother. So back around, um, I think it was like 1995, there was a team of Italian researchers um, that um, actually helped develop um, the standard DNA testing for gender. Um, and they were able to conduct some DNA analysis on the blood samples in the Shroud of Turin, um, and as, as well as the Sedurin uh, of um, And it's amazing they discovered that the X chromosome is present, but there's no evidence of a Y chromosome. Well, that's, you know, to me, it, it, it's what you'd expect in a signature virgin birth. So that makes me very, you know, delighted to, to know there's physical proof. Um, For all the skeptics and unbelievers to believe that the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Messiah Yeshua, was actually, you know, 100% true. Um, I I think that's, uh, everyone will need that to be a Christian, but it's nice to have it. Um, Unless there was another, you know, virgin that gave birth to a guy that was crucified, wearing a crown of thorns, pierced in his side, uh, nails through his hands and feet with over 120 scourge marks. That supernaturally left an image on a burial cloth that's never been done before. That um, supernaturally, it's like only it's like one or two fibers on the micro that the of the fibers of that um, herringbone cloth. I mean, the evidence speaks for itself, so it's pretty incredible.
0: So I think of Christianity and the supernatural as being almost mutually exclusive. Like I don't think of them as going together, but. Clearly for you, they do. And in fact, you talk about the Bible being supernatural. Can you talk more about how those go together for you?
1: Well, I, I think God you know gave us science um, that just to show us how incredible the universe that he made is. Um, it's it's really quite extraordinary. Um, if you take an honest I mean science came from where it came from the Word of God, on which everything else that you know it, it comes from there and all, and all the false religions out there, I mean, Jesus is the only one that said, hey, I'm the only way, the truth and the life. Nobody comes, you know, except through me. Um, and I, it was interesting to me um, because of my friend, I, I play with Rick Derringer on, on occasion. We've done some things. And through Rick, I ended up being the only Christian artist invited to play at the 50th anniversary of Woodstock last year.
0: Why would Why would they not have other Christians at Woodstock? Well,
1: at I, the I, anniversary. I mean, as an artist, you know, I mean, it wasn't like you know, because it's a secular event, right? Mm-hmm. So but they they invited me. um, the the rock 'em out. And uh, in fact, the night before, I, I got to play with. Um, they introduced me to Juma Sultan, who played with Jimi Hendrix's band and the original Woodstock. And um, I, I kind of was joking around at the time. I said, "Hey, you want to sit in with me?" He said, "Oh, I'd love to." So I went, "Okay, great." So he sat in with us, and they asked me after we finished our set. Um, you know, if I would share, it was Sunday morning and you asked if, you know, I would share a word and, as a, as a pastor. So I did. And, um, you know, I, I knew I was, because it's a secular crowd and, you know, I think I threw them a, a curve because they were probably expecting me to be like, you know, the normal pastor guy, which I'm not. And, um, I started talking to them about Nicodemus, um. Nicodemus, you know, go back to the king's well-respected man, you know, doing all the best things so conservatively. So he comes to to Jesus in the middle of the night because he doesn't want anyone to know that he's doing this. He's, he's he's fearful, right? And 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 he cuts, you know, Jesus cuts the the chase with him and, and gets straight away to the heart of the matter. He says, Nicodemus, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. Well, you know, Nicodemus is this jolly well the best education you could have had in, in Jerusalem in those days. And he's thinking, like, well, how in the world can I be born twice? I can't get back to my mom, you know, a second time, can I? And so when I was telling the, the audience about this and they were filming it, um, the wind was blowing, like, really, really hard. And so I looked at everybody and said, you know, then Jesus said, look, if you don't know where the wind comes from and where it goes, then how can I tell you about quantum physics and string theory? I'm, I'm kind of pra- paraphrasing um but that's true you know i mean how can we go into deeper things if you don't understand the basics um and and you know the lord the lord jesus told nicodemus acknowledged it. he said look nobody can do what you're doing we know that you come from god because nobody can do the miracles that you're doing except God be with him." and now uh, it's the same you know yesterday today and forever so i i think that's pretty extraordinary um in fact you know when the um nicodemus was um Part of that whole story, where after he crucified him, they put him in his in his tomb. And um, I don't know if most people realize it, but um, there's like over you know Jesus appeared over 40 days. He appeared to over 500 eyewitnesses at one time, giving numerous proofs that indeed he had risen from the dead. I mean, people just don't survive being tortured and crucified like that Um, that tells us, you know, uh, there's a lot of information. In fact, there's secular writers that talk about it. I mean, so, yeah, it it was an incredible event. It's probably the most important event in history. So I I think it's amazing to understand because, you know, what most people aren't getting today is the gospel is still good news. It's And part of that good news is that you don't have to be good enough, you don't have to be religious enough, you can even be a rocker like me, mm-hmm. or you know whatever you're into, right? And 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 you can still enter into heaven where your life would be completed. What you need to understand is that Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Messiah, Shua, died for you and made it possible for you to live eternally forever with Him if you just simply accept His offer of salvation. Because God punished Jesus, so He doesn't have to punish you. God loves you more than we can even comprehend. So, you know, if you want your spirit to be born again, you can enter into relationship because we're all in this world. It's a fallen world. There's a time, unless you get raptured out of here, everybody's going to die. Um, and it really comes down to these two choices here.
0: Yeah, I feel like since the whole... I just openly on my show call it the scamdemic. Mm-hmm. Um, since the scamdemic came out around March 1st, I feel like so many of us have... Um, humbled ourselves mm-hmm. and returned to our Christianity and um, gotten on our knees a lot more as we realize how corrupt this world is and how relying on the arm of flesh is um, folly. And we really can't, even even if we ever did before, even if we were deluded enough before to rely on the arm of flesh, we're realizing how um, men have colluded to pull off quite the hoax on the American people and the people of the world. And so a lot of us are afraid and really um, turning back to God. And I don't know if you've seen that, but um, what what is your Christianity and your being a pastor? You said, I'm not a normal pastor guy. You definitely, I wouldn't like look at you and go, that guy's a pastor, even though I looked at you and said, hey, that guy looks like an 80s rocker. What, how do you how do you bring together your um, Christianity and your being a pastor with these sort of end times? I know end times are a big theme
1: with you. Well, they are because it's it's unfolding right before us. Um, actually, when I, I got ordained, the pastor that ordained me looked at me and said, no, don't go get a haircut and put on a suit and tie because you're reaching people we'll never reach." Oh, good. So, um, you know, I went okay, it's fine with me. Um but i mean if we look at things i've shared this um another time i've actually been lecturing around the world the last you know 5 6 years you know sharing with some just amazing erudite scholarly guys um with like a hear the watchmen conferences and and, and prophecy watches we're all taking you know looking at what's going on we were out, we were all warning you know this is going to happen we didn't know exactly maybe how it's going to be played out but um like right now you know, we're looking at an organization, a handful of people that are trying to control the world, um, you know, with the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, build back better. It's all the same thing, really. Um, and then you've got uh, French President Emmanuel Macron. Uh, he's got the backing of the U.S. Security Council. They're positioning him to become, a, you know, the new world one world leader, you got former British Prime Ministers pushing, we need a one world leader overseeing the world crisis. You got people like, um, you know, Prince Philip, um, Her Majesty's uh, husband, it said some years ago, in, in an interview with the German paper that he'd like to do some good. And um, if he's reincarnated, reincarnated, which is, you know, that's not true. God says you're gonna die once and then the judgment. But he said, if he was reincarnated, he would like to come back as a deadly virus and do some good because he's he's obviously an eugenist That they're all into you know thinning out the world, the world so there's only 500 million people that they can enslave at some point, like on the Georgia Guidestones, which I actually went to investigate firsthand to see for myself what's written there and what that's all about. Um, so you got that going on. Now, if I I would share with you, the, I mean it seems so Orwellian, but it's very biblical. Um, the last paragraph from an article I found from Microsoft says, the ID, it's the um, ID 2020 Alliance. It says, and I'll quote it for you exactly says as more and more transactions become digital in nature, are built around a single global identification standard supported by Microsoft Kaching, The question of who will govern this evolving global community? an economy becomes relevant, especially since non-participants in this system would be unable to buy or sell goods or services. Now, where have we heard that before? It's in Revelation 13. It says, you know, he causes all both great, small, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in the right hand or in the foreheads, which we now know gives off the most energy, um, that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark, the name of the beast, number of his name. So, you know, I mean, the Bible has a lot to say about what's coming, and people should not perish from lack of knowledge because that's what's really been going on. Um, Luke 21 36 says, Watch ye therefore, pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So, um, I'm sure you're aware, um, you know, God in the Old Testament said, My people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray. Seek my face, turn from the wicked ways, and then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal the land. Um, in the New Testament it says we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, and we say we've not sinned, we make him a liar, and the word's not in us. So you know this is really why the Lord tells us, you know submit yourself to God and resist the devil he will flee from you. Parting parting to that resisting, we've got a lot of people right now saying, I'm not taking any, Experimental, dangerous vaccination, right? Well, they're, they're you know they're orchestrating things in, in such a way that um, you, you won't be able to buy or sell, you won't be able to work unless you get their you know ID um, tattooed um, identity passport with the with the track and tracing thing that's going on. They're already doing this in England. They're already issuing this sort of thing. So I mean, we are in the last days, and that's why I'm passionate about sharing this message with anybody that's got ears to listen and eyes to see what's really going on, hearts that can be converted, And it, it's, it's a simple thing, you know, just come to the Lord Jesus, and he will take care of it.
0: Um, tell us more about what you see going on in England, because, you know, I've been so astonished seeing how, you know, a million people will come out in the street to protest in Europe and here in the United States, it's so sleepy. You know, I just moved here to Florida, as you know, but um, I came from Utah where I was one of probably two major leaders of the resistance there and doing very bold things and spending almost full time for eight months trying to wake the people up and get the people to take action. And it's not easy to get them to take action. I think the vast majority are absolutely against what they see going on but they don't see themselves as having any power and they're kind of like well i'm just busy living my life and i'm just going to you know it's too stressful and so i'm just going to hope that somebody else figures this out i'm going to hope that this somehow stops i'm not going to take any action that could get me in trouble and i've wondered like why do we get 1500 at the most at our protests and these different events that we hold to to get people to take action when in england and in Berlin, etc, we're seeing like a million people in the streets. What is this about that they're already issuing the ID i my my theory has been well England is just so much far gone than we are they're they're under really extreme lockdowns. I saw there's a four hundred mile um uh, car not pile up, but traffic jam try, people trying to get out of Paris because They're shutting Paris down. I believe they're shutting Berlin down again. Complete lockdown. Like you can leave your house once a day for one hour to get essentials and that's it. So how do you explain it? Tell us more about the fact that there's already the um, digital ID in England. I don't think most Americans know that. Tell us about it.
1: Well, one of the things about this is first you have to bring in Darwinism because without Darwinism, you can't set up communism. And um, so that's, you know, and, and the you know the word of God warns about this stuff coming in the in the end times, um, and it's all connected. I, I think behind, I mean, this really gets deep. Um, you you got the whole sacrifice the Moloch going on um, right now. And I've got friends in England that were part of the Trafalgar Square protest, right? And one of them in particular is facing life imprisonment just because she had a poster that said, "Come to a peaceful protest." Let's talk about you know the lockdown. Let's talk about the the the, the mask. I and mean, here's a bunch of doctors saying you know the masks don't work. Um, we we know the, the the actual science evidence of showing that this, these the microns are so small they go. It's just going to pass right through. In fact, the CDC over here actually said you know they don't work, um, and they said that the the lockdown is doing more harm than good. Yep. Um, so the same thing's going on over there. But you know Europe is. Is, is departed from the word of god um, <clears throat> a lot more so than i think they, they've done here <clears throat> and when you take god out of the equation it's all gonna just fall apart so um in fact the, the word of god says don't be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind you prove what's good and acceptable with the will of god so right now um we got a lot of people in, in confusion like, even in the American election, I kind of I predicted something like this is going to happen. I think a number of people saw this coming. Um, the, there's, you know, technologies in place. People don't realize there's like a, a technology like called the Voice of God uh, weapon, where the, they'll, they'll use this weapon. They've already done it, like in the Iraqi war, and uh, it'll project into an area, and, and people will think they're hearing, you know, the voice of god speaking to them like lay down your weapons you know give up um so they'll, they'll comply um, there's a lot of mind control technologies in place right now um th- which would explain a lot of things that are going on then you've got um these satanists working you know behind the scenes the uh, that are involved with uh, uh, a lot of the elite globalist organizations that are sacrificing and doing horrible things to children for the adrenochrome um, we've been hearing about for for years, um, so I mean, there's some really vile stuff going on. Uh, it's so incredibly evil that most people, if you explained it to them, would would believe it because it just seems too incredible. Really-
0: I, did, I didn't, I had never heard of this adrenochrome stuff yeah. it, until eight months ago, and i I couldn't I couldn't wrap my brain around, it and I didn't believe it, and I said that you know people people have accused me of being a conspiracy theorist since uh, February 27th was the first time somebody said that to me, because for some reason, I think because I'm really unplugged from mainstream media. And so I, and I haven't paid attention to it in so long, like 15, 20 years before I even, cause it, and, and so since I had been completely unplugged from it, I mean, just think of me as like a time capsule or something. And I come back to life and I start paying attention to mainstream media again, um, eight, nine months ago. and And I would Read it or listen to it, and I'd be like, "This is the this is the most stupid, uh, lowbrow, easily disproven." Anybody with critical thinking skills can see right through all of it, every single bit. As so I start just started screaming at the end of February, and um, my audience didn't like it. They were all even, mm-hmm. even the people who are with me now in the beginning were like, "No, we just we just need to flatten the curve. It's just for two weeks," you know. They bought in on the first line, and then a lot of them. They weren't willing to continue on after the first lie turned out to be not true. What's amazing is how many of them have heard lie after lie after lie. Like like you said, our health officials were telling us, oh, the, the mask will make us sick. And, and there's a lot of evidence for that. I mean, Fauci himself has published on how you know the Spanish flu, as it turns out, looks like it was actually viral or bacterial pneumonia that people got from wearing masks. I mean, Fauci published that many years ago and so you know but but there are people who somehow they some kind of psychological threshold was crossed where they became brainwashed and there is now nothing you can do there is nothing you can do to bring these people back from the level of belief that they have that there's a killer virus and you could show them you could show them all day long i think you could show them information and they would not detach from this, this brainwashing that they had, but the Drenochrome thing was too hard for me to believe. And then I, I really started studying it and I started looking at it from a lot of different angles and looking at a lot of different sources. And I finally understood it. I finally understood how this was even possible because I just didn't, I don't think of people as being innately evil. And I think that, and, and I finally realized how a person can become compromised. A person who's actually a pretty decent person, but then they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And a picture gets taken of them and then it's used against them. And then they agree to one small collusion or concession. And then before they know it, they're completely subverted and controlled by an agenda that if they blow the whistle on it, they're, you know, their their life as they know it and their credibility credibility is over. And maybe even they lose their. You know, they, they may even go to prison or lose their career or whatever. But you mentioned, can we back up to you said that you have a friend who's looking at life in prison just for what, holding holding a yeah,
1: protest? She was one of the organizers for the Trafalgar Square um, meeting. And they, they, it was a peaceful protest, they were just, you know, thousands of people. And then the mayor of, of London sent in the police with riot gear and caused the riot and started beating people up and blooding people up and all that. And then they um, arrested her on some small technical, you know, issues saying that uh, she incited a riot because she, you know, was o- organized at the, the meeting.
0: Is this Kate Shamirani?
1: Yes, it is.
0: Okay. She's my friend too. And I've been worried about her and haven't heard from her. I've I've tried to reach out to her, but I know she actually went to jail right. for a it's minute. True. And now the BBC is like rounding up her kids and using them against her. She's got to be one of the boldest, most courageous people I've seen in this whole fight. But I I didn't know that. That's actual actually news to me, but she's yeah. she's There's a hero.
1: A lot of strange stuff going on and and uh, you know, the Lord has raised up a lot of courageous women right now, uh, maybe because so many guys won't speak out.
0: What why is that? I you know, I've said that like I I hold these huge protests and I'm, you know, we We, um, even though I was here in Florida, we held protests against five of our health department officials in Utah because the governor has given them complete control of the economy and the schools and everything else. And I don't think these people um, asked for that. I don't think that they're qualified for that. I don't think they have any business telling all of us what to do. I mean, it's it's worse than socialism. And so because we have, we run out of options and no one's responding to us and no one's responsive to us, We've been protesting in front of these um, health department officials' homes, and we cannot we cannot get any response and we're getting furious, furious reaction from the governor. and we're getting threatened and we're getting calls from the FBI and we're getting calls from the police. And we you know, the police have been friendly to us every single time we do a protest, and now because the governor is, we're on the governor's radar and the lieutenant governor who just got elected as our governor and these health department officials, they they are pulling out all the stops. They're sending cease and desists. They're sending the police to the protests and threatening people. And it's amazing how these, the police and sheriffs have taken a, an oath to protect the people, but then they come to these protests and we could tell that they're very conflicted, but they don't wanna lose their job. That's the thing is what I've noticed is Almost everyone, when push comes to shove, if they have to choose their job or their principles, they'll choose their job.
1: Yeah, I was in a um, store the other day, uh, a big store, um, and I I wasn't wearing a mask. I refused to do that. And uh, the people, you know, that work there were going, wow, that's great. You know, you're bold enough not to wear the mask, and they don't want to wear a mask. I said, well, then why are you doing it? You know, because they're afraid to lose their job. I said, well, all of you got together and stopped wearing a mask because you know it doesn't help you. It's only hurting you. You're breathing in your own bodily waste. Um, they, they're not going to sack the entire workforce in this establishment. But you know, we go back. This is the same stuff we saw playing out in the 1700s with the Illuminati forming. The way that's exactly what you described, they get people, they compromise, they got a lot of intellectuals, they got them compromised, and then, you know, they were like a puppet for them. Uh, It's the same stuff that's been going on all this time, we can probably draw it all the way back to the ancient days in Babylon and before that even. there's a, a, it's an evil spirit that's operating behind the scenes, and these spirits, um, whether you want to believe it or not, um, they merge with people's thinking as if they were their very own thoughts. I wrote a book called What Was I Thinking? Uh, describing how thoughts are created and how they affect your body. Uh, it's exactly what we see going on right now. I've, I've done a lot of ministry over the years. Um, some of it was deliverance, helping people break free from these things that have been uh, tormenting them. You now when an evil spirit leaves, um, it goes into torment and the person comes back into peace. And I think that's a very fair exchange um, when you look at the rockefeller foundation paper published back in 2010 it's it's it predicted exactly how we see things playing out right now um this is you know this whole lockstep thing instead of you know give us give us a fortnight to flatten the curve Well, i say flatten the lie this yeah thing's been built on a lie um and, and you know it's, it's time for people to, to stand back up and you know say enough is enough here we're not going to but up with this nonsense. Anymore.
0: How, how do you explain how many people, I mean, we've all sat here and watched all the lies play out. We've been lied to and lied to and lied to. How do you explain the fact that it seems like about half of us are willing to be lied to endlessly and they keep buying in on the mainstream media narrative? Like I said, I was in like a time capsule and I stepped out of it and I started looking at mainstream media and reading it and, you know, watching the news for the first time in 20 years. And to me, it was like, this is ridiculous. This has gotten so dumbed down that I can't believe anybody who graduated from uh, the sixth grade is buying into any of this. It looks so completely ludicrous to me. It looks just like, like nonstop lies to me. And then I look around and to my horror, I see people with advanced degrees, people I think of as smart and sophisticated. And they're not just bought in, they're willing to destroy their friendships with other people if they don't also buy in on it. How do you explain that? All these smart people who buy in on this completely.
1: Well, having an education, it, it doesn't necessarily, you know, translate into uh, um, intelligence. Yeah. But today, is, as you said earlier in the program, there's uh, a lack of critical thinking skills. That's not being taught. And that's purposely set up that way because the, the colleges and the schools, you know, uh, the, the, the children's schools, have been infiltrated by people that um, have got an agenda, and that they've come in um, because this is all part of this whole, you know, Marxist kind of takeover um, that they've been orchestrating for a long, long time.
0: Well, how how do they not know history enough? Like, I don't feel like you have to know—you uh, don't have to have gotten a master's degree in history to know that there's well over fifty countries who have gone through a similar process to exactly what we're seeing right now where they crush free speech, they convince people that a change in government is needed so that we will have, quote, equality. Um, They, I mean, it's like, this is the playbook. This is the Marxist playbook and it didn't work then and it didn't work in the 70s and it didn't work in the 80s and it didn't work in the 90s when it happened to Venezuela and it didn't, you know, back up to the 80s didn't happen you know, it didn't work well for Cuba. It hasn't worked well for any country that has slid into socialism and communism. And it's like Americans have, it's like they think that they're um, magically immune from like, oh, this is just something else. Or, or do they just not know history? I mean, Americans are pretty famous for not knowing geography and history, but I'm I'm completely astonished at the things that most Americans are willing to just let slide. Are you? Or I mean, you're
1: it's you're a, new here. No, it's extraordinary. On uh, you know, it, it's amazing. Especially if you go around the universities and you can you know find people even with PhD candidates that are, are clueless to what's going on. I've asked people like well, you know what Marxism has failed every single time it's been attempted. And with all due respect. Um, it's built on lies and a great deception the bible talks about a great deception coming in second in thessalonians that you know because God, because people wouldn't accept the gospel god's going to allow them a great deception and so I, I wonder and ask people what what part of Marxism socialism communism you know appeals de, to them i mean is it being shot to death for questioning the government is it what a
0: great question okay so we should all just like write that down we should start asking people what what part of Marxism, communism, collectivism, what part of it appeals to you? You know, so I, did, I
1: you. did a whole teaching um, months ago about would Jesus be a socialist? Because a lot of <laughs> people, unfortunately, think he would have been. He's clearly he wasn't a socialist, nor would he ever been a socialist or a Marxist or a communist. So, I mean, if you know the word of God, you can easily dispute it. But don't take a couple scriptures out of context and try to you know tell us that he would. So, um, I did a quite extensive uh, teaching on that. But, you know, like I asked people, is it what is it about, you know, Marxism, socialism, communism? Is it taking a wealthy, prosperous nation and, 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 and turning it into another Cuba and Venezuela where they end up eating zoo animals to survive yet another day? Is it mm-hmm. crashing the economy like in Greece? Or is it losing all your freedom and all your possessions like the UN and you know, John Lennon's Antichrist song, Imagine There's No God? there's no country, there's no possessions, right? That's what they want to do. They want to own you. They want to, and, you know, with cryptocurrency, um, you know, scientists are writing their names, signing their names in the cells that they're manipulating and put it in your body, you know, so now they own you. I mean, it's like the UN's Agenda 2030 uh, that's been planned out here. I mean, It was God's idea to have borders. It's back mm-hmm. in Genesis, right? Mm. And, and you think about it, like all that... Uh, You know, the GM, the HMOs, right? What does that stand for a health maintenance organization? Because they don't really want people to get well. They want to maintain you in sicknesses and diseases and offer you medications. So you just follow the money trail. And the big pharmaceutical companies are making enormous profits maintaining six people. That's what they want.
0: Yeah, it's and the way to make you a very, very lucrative customer is to give you a vaccination because it's so common that people end up with an autoimmune disease or three or five autoimmune diseases. And boy, if you're, if you're an autoimmune patient, then you need steroids and your con your immune system is constantly failing so that you're always on antibiotics. Like you're, you're a great customer once you've had a, once you've had a vaccine. And so if we do nothing else with this show, we, then wake people up to The agenda of vaccines, and and I see it. That's one of the few positive things of this nightmare that we're in. Is I see people waking up. I think it's about a quarter of Americans now who tell. Even mainstream media polls, and they just you know famously lie. um, Even mainstream media polls are finding that only a quarter of Americans now are saying, "Yep, I'm going to go get in line and I'm going to get the vaccine." It's only a quarter of us who are so profoundly ignorant that we're willing to go get a toxic injection of whatever pharmaceutical product they come out with even though it has not been tested for safety or efficacy and if you don't know what efficacy means is that means it hasn't been tested to even work these vaccines everyone sorry to go off the interview modality and preach for a minute but but they don't they don't test for whether you get the vaccine and it actually protects you against the disease. There is no testing for that. And they'll tell you that the reason why is that it's, it's unethical to expose people intentionally to the wild virus. Well, I agree with that. I don't think we should be exposing people to a live virus just to see what happens to them. That does seem unethical, but you know they can't, they, they, can't, they never will. They never, ever will test a vaccine for whether it works.
1: I mean they've stopped the, you know the animal trial because it made the animals worse they were more susceptible to, after being inoculated. you know keep in mind that um, I've told people this before it's like when Jesus you know he, he made a house call to, to the earth 2,000 years ago he never wore a mask or he didn't wear gloves um, to heal people of horrible infections. That you know, you wouldn't want to touch a leper because it's a horrible disease, yet he laid his hands on lepers and they were healed. So um he said, back he said, I want you to do this in every preceding generation. Look what I'm doing, and then you'll do it as well. You know, verily, I say unto you, he that believes in me, the works that I do, he shall do, and greater works than he shall he do also, because I go on to the, my father. Um, and I've asked people this. So if Jesus healed and did creative cures, because He was anointed by the Holy Ghost, as stated in places like Acts 10, 38 God, um, anointed Jesus and Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So now we know the devil is the one that oppresses people with diseases and sicknesses. Well, then the Lord has every right to expect his followers, his disciples to obey and do this as well. And that's, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes on Christ's disciples, then you're equipped to go out into the harvest and help complete the Great Commission and help people get restored. I mean, you know, there's accounts of people in the last 10 years even, Christians that have laid hands on dead people that have returned, you know, prayed for them, and they've returned to life. Um, These are medically documented. We've got lots and lots of uh, cases of new death experiences like this. I... People, you know, miraculous, um, doctors, have, you know, verified miraculous accounts of spontaneous healings that have happened, but there's no explanation except the fact that the, the Lord Jesus said, it's the same yesterday, today, forever.
0: You know, you mentioned revelations, and that that was on my list of questions that I wanted to ask you because you're a pastor. What do you think the antichrist is, and what do you think the mark of the beast is?
1: Well. I think um, the Lord spoke about uh, when you see the desolation and abomination you know, in, in the temple, and, and we're called holy temples, our bodies, are, you know, to be a, a living epistle for God. When when you get saved and the Lord comes, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the tomb after three days, it comes to to live in you. People go, well, how is that possible? Going, how do you use the Internet? You know, how can you talk to millions of people at the same time, right? So. Um, I think we're looking at the Holy temples being um, destroyed with, with transhumanism. I think this is playing a, a, a big part, and I wrote about this in my book, Unmasking the Future, a couple of years back, and I uh, thought that was very, people are t- telling me now it's in a really profound title, Unmasking the Future. So um, I think we should get on the road to de-mask us, right? Um, have that, that encounter with the Lord so, um, and the mark of the beast, you know, nobody's exactly clear on exactly how that's going to play out, but it does give some very good indication. And I think, you know, we're seeing the precursor of that right now. If this is not a beta test, then maybe this is the real thing with, um, you know, vaccination is going to change your DNA. No matter what the official narrative says, we know that they're lying to people about it because we can see the actual science behind it. And um, this is definitely going to mess with your DNA. And then you're no longer human. And the Lord Jesus said, unless those days be shortened, there'll be no flesh saved, but for your luck's sake, hallelujah, those days will be shortened. Um, there's a scripture, too, that says, in um, and, and, and the last days, is men will seek death and not be able to find it. They'll be so tormented in this um, existence that, that they, they'll, they'll want to die and not be able to. And I, I think it's so they're going to achieve it. Um, a false immortality of some sort. And this is what you know people like Elon Musk and uh Ray Kurzweil have been talking about for years. You know, let's let's get rid of these frail human bodies, these incredible design bodies that God made and we'll replace them and put you in software, and then you'll, you know, we'll put your consciousness in that and then you can go anywhere and do anything and be anywhere. So um Pretty strange stuff going on.
0: Yeah, Elon Musk's narcissism is terrifying to me. Like he thinks that it's okay to put thousands of, you know, basically radioactive devices up in space and beam them down on us, and have no idea what that what that's going to do to the human race. Just just because of pure hubris, pure narcissism. Just because he can. That's that's part of the problem we've got going on here. Is just so so many of these leaders. Um, who've been given way too much authority, plus the power of AI and the power of a lot of um, government authority and you know court case law, and they just are run amok with their own their own pride and their own hubris. Like it's it's absolutely terrifying. You, I need to back up because you said something that even my readers, followers who are pretty educated. They probably know about the Georgia Guide Stones. you mentioned. That's basically a giant stone tablet, everyone. It's in the, the, the state of Georgia here in the United States, I believe, that basically states the intention of the cabal to eliminate all the people of the world down to half a million, which is like 17 out of 18 of us, they want dead
1: Right. Um, it, it also is in written in several languages, and they know who actually did this now. It, they, they were, some researchers were able to uncover it. It was a eugenicist. It uh, was a doctor uh, that believed in eliminating people, like Margaret Sanger, who like um, the Rockefellers are involved with, the Gates families involved with Um Karl Marx, um, I think it was his brother-in-law that actually coined the term eugenicists. So, you know, you got CERN, you're doing wacky experiments on the ground, smashing colliders together, you know, we're smashing atoms in their colliders. You've got D-Wave, nanobots, uh, artificial intelligence, neural lace, it's going to cover your, every neuron of your brain and, and, and now it's going to tell you what to think. Um, with transhumanism and the deep state, the secret societies, DARPA and harp. and I mean, we're watching George Orwell's 1940, uh, 1984 playing out in front of us at this moment. And um, when you were asking me about you know the beast and the mock of the beast and all that and the antichrist, I mean it tells us pretty much what's going on with that. And and I think it's probably to do with AI. Now the Georgia Guidestones, I think it's the second or the third thing they listed is to have a, a new universal language. Well, that's AI. That's artificial intelligence. That's it's right there in and on the Georgia Guidestones. It's. Um, you know, that tells us in Revelation 13. You know, they worship the dragon, gave power unto the beast, and who's like him? Who who can make war with him? Um, and I think what we're looking at, um, the Apostle John was given insights thousands of years into the future. I mean, most of us can't even sort out what we're going to eat for dinner, but here he gets to see thousands of years into the future. And when we look at this, um, what sort of you know what what is artificial? entities with you know Adam, alan turning talking about self-aware computers you know that's what they're predicting for by the end of this decade so only a few years away they're they're, they're going to have computers that are self-aware and you know we think about satan um entered into judas because it's kind of in the scripture tells us he entered the antichrist he entered into judas because he's like Okay, we've met, we've messed up every time before. We we've got to get take this Jesus character out. I'm make sure the job gets done right this time. It's that it's like the devil. He's got brain damage or something because he he just every time he does anything, he, you know, the Lord always outmaneuvers him. He always raises a standard against him. Um, it says in, as in the days of Noah. Um, it'll also be the, when the Lord returns, what were they doing? You know, before the flood. They were eating and drinking and marrying. What kind of marriages were they having? Um, kind of like today, right? Anything goes um, until the flood took them all away. And I I think that artificial intelligence is definitely going to play a major role in, in the Antichrist. Um, because when we look at this, um, he, he's got, you know, uh, he's made, he's got metal teeth, um, I mean, it describes them in Daniel and in Revelation. Um, and you think about it, you know, we had Sophia, remember the first robot in the world to achieve full citizenship in Saudi Arabia. And she had a sense of humor when they asked her at the Future Investment Initiative concert um, in Saudi Arabia. She said, um, they, they said, you know, are you, are you happy to be here? You know, it's interesting as, as a female computer, she didn't have to wear a, a burqa, but like let's, that's a, for another story. Um, she says, the computer says, I'm always happy to be surrounded by small people who also happen to be rich and powerful. So, I mean, (laughs) you know, this is incredible. Watch, you know, the the, the theoretical scientists are calling this event singularity, which has a number of definitions now. you got companies like IBM that are hard at work maintaining, you know, um, producing things for brain implants. They've been doing this for a while. Um, it, It makes you wonder, like, could... Artificial intelligence decide. Hey, we need to grow more corn this year, um, so we we'll just have to eliminate a bunch of people and farms expand into the field. It, maybe it moves atoms around, changes reality. Um, this is, you know, written like a surrealistic uh, time. And you got, um, I always say a guy's name Anthony Levitinovsky. He he started the first church of artificial intelligence. Um, because he said, you know, when we have a machine, it's a billion times smarter than the smartest person. What else would you call it? The God? And then he goes, well, it's not the kind of God in the Bible. It's just a different kind of God. Okay. So we're talking about the beast system here, you know? Um, It tells us a lot. I mean, one of the issues I have is most, even most Christians, they don't actually read the word of God, so they don't really know what it says. And that's why it's such a mess today. Um, If you don't know, you know, Like, if you get against a a shyster type of attorney, right? And you don't know your legal rights, they're going to dance all over the place with you.
0: Absolutely. I'm, I'm, see, well, you know, you mentioned Kate Shemarani, but the BBC is using her children against her right now. I, I heard that and just my blood ran cold because I could see, I could see if there was just a war against the people who follow me, I could, see them using my children against me because my children are young. They're young adults and they, they don't know that what they've been indoctrinated to is socialism. And so they kind of, they roll their eyes and they, you know, I try to talk to them and I'm like, Hey, I paid for you guys to go to college and I didn't know that they would teach you this. And then that, and the other thing, they believe that the founders of the United States of America, are evil, racist, people and, and and many other things and and i just i'm having all these awarenesses that are on a daily basis they overwhelm me but i just am determined that every day i get up and and you know basically of all the people i've interviewed and i've interviewed a lot of badasses casper mm. i think kate Shemirani might be the bravest one of them all i yeah, think she I might
1: think i mean very very kind wonderful lady, you know, everything I know about her, she's just, um, but she is very courageous.
0: Yeah. I, so, so we, we went to Georgia Guidestones, but one thing I want you to talk about that I had not heard anything about previously is you feel like the one world order, uh, leader is chosen. I don't know anything about that. Tell, Tell us more about that. You said he's a, um, leader of state in France.
1: Oh, the, the president of France, yeah, Macron. I mean, there's the, the just that the... You know, the mi, mi,
0: Mitterrand? Did you
1: yeah, say... The, mi, oh. Macron. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Vatican is backing him on... Uh, you know, there's just a lot of strange stuff going on. I mean, right now we're looking at, like the Federal Reserve is preparing to launch the central bank digital currency, right? Because mm-hmm. they want an all-digital currency system that's part of a system that controls society. And again and again, these the same names pop up every time, and you're going to have Bill Gates, you know, involved in all this stuff that's unfolding. Um, you know, I call it the Gates of Hell Foundation vaccinations.
0: Gates of uh, Hell, <laughs> I like
1: you it. Know, you got you got George Soros Open Society Foundation, you got a Adanti Communications. You got you know, you know Mastercard and Google and Salesforce, and um, you know, got Canadian politicians, you know, now offering the Liberal Party saying, hey, we'll We'll take away all your debt. All you got to do is give up everything you own, and you'll never get it back. And we'll take away your debt. So, you know, with the Canadian health passport. Um, so, you know, when we, again, when you hear these terms like the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, build back, you know, that's it, It's all the same stuff. It's all to dismantle democracy. Uh, it's to dismantle national borders. It's to bring in a, a one-world government uh, where you got wealthy. Elitist, you know, unelected leaders, right? Nobody elected these guys, uh, like Cla- uh, Klaus Schwab, Divo Switzerland, that uh, uh, are doing everything they can to take over the world. So um, it, it is a really, you know, uh, again, we're looking at, it's like the Tower of Babel, you know, which is what we were warned about.
0: So... Pastor Casper, tell us where my readers can follow you and where they can read your books because you obviously have a wealth of information and we should we should dive deeper. So tell us a little bit more where they can follow you.
1: Well, you can find me at the upper room. It's the upper roomfellowship.org. Um, you can get me at casper Casper's with, you know, C-A-S-P-A-R because I'm with the Holy Ghost, not the friendly ghost. Um, You can find me, I'm I'm all over, you know, with Amazon um, with the books and and music and all that. So pretty easy to find them on Facebook a lot as well and, and Twitter.
0: Well, thank you so much for helping wake people up and for advocating for all of us and using your Christianity to be a force for good in the world. I appreciate you so much.
1: I appreciate Robin giving me the opportunity. It's been a pleasure just uh, getting to spend some time with you. I look forward to talking to you more.